I'm Marcus Diener. I'm a surgeon from the study center of the German Surgical Society and also surgeon of the Surgical Department, University of Heidelberg. Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you here on Friday, April the 29th. This week we're focusing on a surgical trial and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Dr. Marcus Diener to discuss the clinical issue concerns pancreatectomy. There are various issues that can lead to pancreatectomy. Can you just give us some background? That's right, Richard. Several diseases of the pancreatic tail require surgery in terms of distal pancreatectomy. That is, for example, benign and malign lesions, cysts or chronic inflammation of the pancreatic tail requiring surgery. What research has there been really in this area and how has it shaped current surgical practice in this area? The ideal surgical technique for closure of the pancreatic remnant after distal pancreatectomy is still debated. We explored the available evidence in a systematic review which was published in the British Journal of Surgery in 2005. This systematic review indicated that stabler and hand-soon closure are the surgical techniques most referred to. However, we had to observe that existing evidence was not sufficient to draw any firm conclusions on the effectiveness of one or the other technique. This situation of clinical uncertainty was the starting point for the DISPEC trial. Thank you. And turning to the DISPEC trial, which we published in The Lancet this week, can you briefly summarize the methodology and the key results from this trial? The DISPEC trial was planned and conducted as a randomized controlled multicenter trial carried out in 21 European surgical centers. Initiated and coordinated by the study center of the German Surgical Society, 450 patients scheduled for distal pancreatectomy were randomized. The primary endpoint was a combination of pancreatic fistula and postoperative death. The results showed no significant differences in the rate of pancreatic fistulas and postoperative motility. However, the rate of pancreatic fistula was 30% in all patients, which shows that this problem is not resolved yet. Within this context, patients with postoperative pancreatic fistula had a significantly extended hospital stay, and some of them needed reintervention, which indicates again the clinical significance of pancreatic fistulas. How would you discuss the, the possible challenges or, or confounding factors? Because these are always present, aren't they, when you're doing a surgical trial? Right. A major challenge was to account for the clinical uncertainty when planning the trial. Existing data were not sufficient, as I said, for a straightforward sample size calculation. Therefore, we decided to implement an adaptive trial design with interims analysis. Moreover, heterogeneity of surgical performance is always an issue in surgical trials, as you know. Therefore, we did surgical monitoring to assure predefined surgical standards. Practically, photographs of three essential surgical steps were taken in every study patient. These pictures were uploaded and reviewed centrally by our surgical review board. Moreover, the outcomes of surgical procedures can be confounded by perioperative treatment, that is, application of all kinds of drugs, antibiotics, and chemotherapy. We tried to resolve this potential confounding and set up manuals for surgical and perioperative care, which was also monitored. Thank you. And the key concern here is pancreatic fistula, isn't it, and, and the consequences of that. What have we learned from this trial, but particularly in terms of at what stage we should be looking to assess pancreatic fistula? In general, we learned that the rate of pancreatic fistula remains high after the pancreatectomy. We also detected a shift to more severe forms of pancreatic fistulas between the 7th and 30th postoperative day. 
This finding is especially important and we recommend to assess pancreatic fistulas in the early and late postoperative course of all patients. A solitary assessment of pancreatic fistulas in the early postoperative course might not be sufficient. And finally, what are the implications for surgical practice as a result of this trial? And what are the next steps for research about this procedure? Yes, as I said before, we have learned from the DISPEC trial that the rate of pancreatic fistulas after pancreatectomy remains high. This side effect of pancreatectomy is not affected by stabler or hand-soon closure of the pancreatic remnant. This is in contrast with the findings of non-randomized studies evaluating this question, which indicates the necessity of randomized controlled trials. Having learned that pancreatic fistula after distal pancreatectomy is an unsolved issue, more research is needed to find a solution. Currently, there are several trials underway evaluating new innovative techniques for distal pancreatectomy. For surgical practice, our results imply that the stabler and the hand-soon closure of the pancreatic remnant following distal pancreatectomy are equally effective and safe. Many thanks indeed, Dr. Marcus Steiner, on the line for speaking to The Lancet. Thanks again, Richard. Well, many thanks indeed to Marcus Steiner and to you all for listening. See you next week.